Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Thank you for taking the time to join in with Uncommon Women Podcast, a dope podcast to bring light to reality from real life people sharing real life stories with a host of women having real life talk, the good and the bad with no judgment. Uncommon Women's Loyalty is here to support those that need a safe space to speak their truth and rawness to the world. Tune in, relax, take notes, and let's vibe. Here are your hosts, Uncommon Women. Good evening, everyone, and we are Uncommon Women. I am Jenny Lee. I am Tyra, also known as the Gold Guru. And this evening, we have an amazing guest speaker. Her name is Corey Famville Foster is a mother, wife, and homeschool teacher and a CEO of iRock Marketable Business Solutions. Corey has overcome many struggles being legally blind, and even through her struggle, it has not stopped her from her passion and helping others live life on their terms. That is amazing. That is amazing. Hi, Corey. Hi, Corey. Welcome, Corey. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It is an honor to have you on our platform. Um, so, Corey, can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, hi again. I'm Corey Vonville Foster. And like my bio said, I wear many hats. <laughs> I am a mom, but I also homeschool uh, my 11-year-old kiddo along with one of my cousins who is 15. And in my free time, I also run a small business marketing firm that services small business owners from coast to coast. Um, and I always tell people I got into business very non-traditionally. So my aim, is support other, my aim is to support others who are also trying to monetize their passion in a very non-traditional sense. Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, other than that, like you seem like you're, you know, despite, you know, that you can, can't really see you, you yeah. do so much. That is amazing. And I applaud you for that, really, for, yeah. for still continuing to just help others, even when, you know, helping others, you know, through your own struggle as it is. So, um, Corey, can you tell us a little, uh, can you tell us about how was your childhood growing yes. up? What molded you into this woman? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I had an interesting upbringing, uh, me and my mom have differing opinions on how, how it went down, but, um, I think we <laughs> both can agree. Yeah, I think we both can agree. I was a very independent child. Um, I knew what I wanted and I went after it. Um, my grandmother actually raised me from the age of three to seven. My mom went into the military. Um, and back in the day, you couldn't bring your kids with you. So she made that tough choice uh, to go into the okay. military and make a, yeah, make a better life for us while my grandmother stayed and raised me. Um, when I was about seven or so she actually came back and i was able to travel all around the world which i think contributes to my outlook on possibilities because i got to go to different parts of the country i got to go to hawaii for a little bit i went over to europe for a few years and got to travel there and i think like i said it really changed my outlook um it wasn't until high school because i know you mentioned a little bit about me being legally blind in my intro um it wasn't mm -hmm. actually until high school that i was diagnosed with a rare eye condition called uveitis before that 
I saw 2020 perfect vision, no glasses. Um, but yeah, we we had never heard of uveitis, and it was like, you know, here this this new thing is this new challenge to overcome. Um, but it definitely was it was a, and I don't know how deep we'll go into this talk tonight, but it definitely kind of was a almost like a bomb thrown into my life because it was. Wow. It was unexpected and we didn't have a lot of information about it. So we didn't know how it was going to impact my life. And it definitely has over the years um, really kind of put a lot of challenges and obstacles in my way. Um, but hey, I'm still here. <laughs> I was able to overcome them. But yeah, there were definitely a lot of challenges in those times and even now. Oh, OK. When you found out when you first found out that you were going to be blind, how did that make you feel? What were you going through at that moment? You know, it's hard. I've tried to go back to that moment a lot in my mind because it almost was like an out-of-body experience. Um, you know, if you're an adult, you've probably had lots of appointments with different doctors and some have really great bedside manner and some of them do not. And I think when yeah. I got my, yeah, when I got my initial diagnosis and when I got my, my more recent diagnosis, when they said like, hey, your vision's really going, they were both kind of Hey, they were very matter of fact. They they were not yeah. trying to be nice to me. They were not trying to break it to me gently. It was pretty harsh when I was in high school. I remember the doctor just being like, hey, this is a condition. But he said it in such a way that I wasn't really concerned because he was like, oh, yeah, you got this thing. You got blurry vision. You're going to have to take some drops. And it was only actually in my left eye when it started. And they were like, oh, it'll never go over to your right eye. So, you know, we'll oh, give you God. some drops. It'll be fine. And it wasn't until... I went to college. Well, actually, before I went to college, I ended up with surgery um, because I had a little flare and they had to do um, cataract surgery, which okay. is like a cataract surgery for a high schooler. I should have known something was, you know, crazy then. But when I went to yeah. college, um, you know, I was living my life as a college student. I was out here partying, doing my thing. Wow. And, you know, look, we cut up sometimes. I've I, I changed a little bit. I've changed a little bit since then. But in college, um, I was partying and I was like not really paying attention to my health. And when I got back, I don't remember what happened exactly, but I remember closing one eye and realizing I could not see out of my left eye. Come to find out, I, my optic nerve in my left eye was completely crushed. I am completely blind in my left eye. There's literally nothing they could do about it. And I was like, oh, this this condition is serious. <laughs> like what in the wow. world? Yeah. And, and I was it was crazy because. I don't remember ever thinking it was even a possibility. I think when I was younger, I just kind of was like a free spirit to the thought of like, well, if it's really something serious, they would tell me, they would warn me, um, but they yeah. didn't, they didn't. Yeah. And yeah. it was really, it was a, it was one of those hard lessons I kind of had to learn of like, you need to ask more questions. You need to pay attention. Yeah, you yeah, need to, yeah, exactly. Be my own advocate. And then fast forward a few years, because uh, this has been a long, <laughs> long journey, but fast forward a few years, um, they lied. It went over to the right eye. <laughs> Let's just call it what wow. it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And I was a grown up by then. So I had a son by then. I was working in the medical field. I was three credits away from having my registered nursing degree. And I started realizing I couldn't see well and went back to another doctor and I remember her just sitting there looking me in the face and she was like, Corey, um, you're going to go blind. I suggest you quit your job and I suggest you go and apply for disability. And I remember she said it just like that. I was like, excuse me. That's like that. Wow. Like, yeah, like because you have a disability, like she just made it seem like it's going to stop you from any type of career yeah, or life period goals. yeah was exactly. this something that your friends and co-workers knew that you were dealing with 
Um, some of my close family and, and, and coworkers knew that I had a condition, but like I said, after my, I went blind in my left eye, I still had 2020 in my right, which is, you know, great vision. I was still, I had already gotten an associate's degree. I had already been working full time. I was helping doctors with procedures. I was doing patient advocacy for others out here living my life, um, you know, full adult in the world, being a great citizen. Um, and so, yeah, they didn't realize uh, that was kind of coming around the bend. I didn't realize because I, again, I never knew it could even go to my other eye. I thought I was just done with this condition. I wasn't even on drops at that time. Um, but yeah, they basically said, hey, there's nothing we can do. And, and I wish that that I could say, oh, I told that lady like, no, you're wrong, <laughs> you know, but I didn't. Yeah. I went home, I quit my job and yeah. I just kind of went into depression and despair. I I literally like my life was getting darker physically and mentally because I just yeah. I was so like, there's nothing I can do. This is happening yeah. to me. So, yeah, it, it was it wasn't a good time. Yeah. How would you overcome feeling overwhelmed and discouraged at that time? You know, I don't know about other people, but when I was younger, I always felt like I was going to be special. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a little narcissist think, thinking at the time. No, you're, you're, you're <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's wrong with that. Yeah, but I did. I was like, oh, I'm going to be something special. I'm going to be this this thing, you know. And I remember once they told me like I was going to go blind. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be average now. Like I guess it wasn't even like I thought I was going to be less than. I was like, I guess I'm going to be average because there's not much I can do. And like I said, I got into that space of just sadness. And then one day I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like mm -hmm. I have an amazing brain. I have a gift for helping people. I've always been helping people my whole life. Like why would God give me this gift for me to just sit here and do nothing? Like it doesn't make sense. And so literally I felt like I had hit rock bottom and there was literally no place else to go but up. Like there, I gotta be able to do something. Like this can't, mm -hmm. you know, there's no reason why I can't do something. And so yeah. I actually, my mom had a, like a, like a side little hobby business where she would go vending. And so I said, well, what can I do? And I realized that I could make like little handmade soaps and salves and like body butters, things that I could just have. And I had my mom drive me to vending events and I couldn't even really count the money y'all. Like I could not see, I could not drive myself, but I would stand up there and I would just talk to the people and I would tell them, you know, what ingredients and how this would help them. And I got a ball out of doing that. And I'm just a very observant person. I'm a chatty person. So while I was there, I would go to the different booths and ask people their story and be like, hey, how did you do this? How did you do that? Why did you get in business? And I really started hearing that these people had these like amazing stories and these amazing products. And I was like, well, why aren't they like marketing, you know, all over the country selling this stuff and not just at these little yeah. vending events? And I literally said, you know what? That's what I can do. I can start a business to help small business owners market and get their stuff all over the world and that's kind of how i rock marketable business solutions started and it's like helping the little guys like like i was and now we help entrepreneurs all over the country uh, and i'm still considered legally blind but luckily i found some amazing doctors who um have stood by me supported me bet on me been willing to risk things to try to give me my vision and look Shout out. I didn't even know this was going to happen, but I went to the eye doctor today and I had a vision test and they were like, yo, your right eye see in 2020. I was like, hey. What? <laughs> what is that? Well, congratulations. That is amazing. That is amazing. Congratulations. That is definitely something 
I, I believe, you know, the Lord, the Lord is so good when he does things like that for us in our lives, you know, and how he just can't, he just swooped in there and was like giving your vision back. Oh my God. That's amazing. It was nice to hear because I had to have emergency surgery in December and literally I was completely blind for about a month and a half. Like I was struggling. Um, I couldn't really work. I had a great team of people. I like it was it was tough. I literally just listened to audiobooks because I because I don't live as a completely blind person all the time because I have such a rare condition. Like I can't do Braille. I'm not good walking with a cane. And so I was just sitting there trying to heal and they didn't know how much more vision I was going to get back. Uh, Like I said, the left eye is completely gone, but yeah, I went back today. It's been a couple of months and I had to get a vision test. The DMV was like, are you going to be able to drive? (laughs) And I was like, I told everybody, I said, I'm going to speak it into existence. I'm going to, I'm going to do the best I've ever done on this test. They were double, triple checking. Like what? Can you see these letters? I was like, N P O. (laughs) Yes. I guess. I was going to ask you if you had anything or any advice for anyone in your situation, but number one, it clearly does get better or it is yes. possible. But is yeah. there anything else you would say to them? I would say to anybody, whether you have a condition or not in your life, you need to one, believe in yourself. Because I think mm-hmm. once I kind of had my own back, I was able to better advocate for myself. Um, and granted, mm-hmm. yes, I had people around me also telling me like, you can do this and you know, it's going to get better. But I had to realize like, if I want it better for myself, that was the first step. Um, because the part I didn't say about my journey is I had to fire all of my doctors, all those people who said, we're not going to do surgery, we can't help you, you're just going to be blind. Like I had to say, y'all yeah. can't be in my life, like you got to go. Um, and I did, I fired them all. And I went and did my own research, I found doctors. And I was was not going to accept anything less than we're going to support you. We're going to try. We're going to do these things. And no matter what you're doing in your life, you need people that are going to say, we got your back. We will be with you. Yes, thick and thin. Um, yeah. And like, and I said, advocate for yourself, advocate for yourself. Hmm. And I think, and then I totally agree with that. You, you know, when you love yourself, especially, and you want what's best for you and you know, in like your situation or anyone's situation, you should always fight for yourself. And that's very important because that shows the love that you have for yourself because yeah. no one deserves anything less. Absolutely. So especially, you know, even if any time, any kind of special needs or any familiar situation and you have to fight for yourself. And I think that's very important. Not a lot of people understand that, you know, they, they don't, some people don't know how to advocate for themselves. And th- that is so amazing how, you know, how I love how you're advocating for yourself, but then, you're helping others as it is to be able to, you're showing people now coming on here and speaking about it to fight for themselves, to advocate absolutely. for themselves, because that is important. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. Your worth, unfortunately, but it works. And they got you in, and look at you, you're a business owner, you're a wife, you're a mom, you take care of people. Like your, your illness doesn't define you because you love yourself so much and it shows. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk more about that business. Speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> how Definitely. was that going into that? Because I know that's scary. And yeah, I mean, I know your mom was kind of her own hustler, but where'd you learn this stuff? 
again, I've had to think about it because I've been on several podcasts. I'm also in the midst of like writing a book and I'm like, where did this come from? And (laughs) we got to do it. We got to do it. We have generational wealth building over here. Yes. Um, But I, I did. I asked my mom, like, you know, where can you help me pinpoint this? And she was like, you were just a kid that just would not take no for an answer. And I think mm-hmm. that it, it is funny because I have a kid now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I see why my mom was annoyed back back then. Um, but I know those qualities are going to make him amazing because I'm like, yeah, those those qualities really helped me get through a lot of tough times because I wasn't someone who would say, would, you know, take no. Because even when I started my business, the one I have now, like I didn't really have any skills. I just, I did a lot of research. I didn't have a degree in the area. I didn't have connections. I didn't have money to really invest in my business, but I just had that like go-getter tenacity to be like, I'm going to do this. Um, I remember I started off by just DMing people on Facebook that were in my community. And I was like, Hey, I I said, I was like, I was going to be a VA. I said, I'm a VA now. Um, If you or anybody, you know, needs help with their small business, let me know. And I didn't even know what I was going to do for them. But I was like, just let me know. <laughs> and I, but that worked. I got my first three clients um, from that. Yeah. People was yeah. like, all right. She sounds like she knows what she's talking about. I was like, so what do you, what you need me to do? <laughs> what do you need? Uh, but yeah. Like you, you, but basically you did. You just took a leap of faith. Yeah. You just took yeah. a leap of faith. You're like, you know what? If I, It's like, you just got to take, a, you just got to put a step forward, a step Make that step forward because if you don't, then you'll never do it. And then knowing that you didn't really know what you were doing, you were like, I'm going to do this anyways. And I love your, uh, I love how you did that because not, you you were bold (laughs) enough to do that because a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people just stay back. And, and I just love how you did that and look at where you are now. Yes, I think I'm a little crazy. I always tell people entrepreneurs have to be crazy because <laughs> I've worked some interesting jobs and people have paid me knowing I can't see. I've been a cleaner, can't see the dirt. <laughs> I have been a wedding photographer. I've been a makeup artist. Like wow. people have hired me. I'm a good talker, y'all. I can do it. Oh, <laughs> and I was going to say, you <laughs> yourself. It's only 20 minutes in and I know you're confident <laughs> and you wear all yeah. hats. Like, I love yes. that. I was like, I, I would say I'll figure it out on the end. Like if people, you know, need me to do something, I will figure out a way to do it. Because people are like, how did you get that done? It got done. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But yeah, I've, I've worked all kinds of jobs. I was like, how, I, I always thought that was funny. Like how did I end up cleaning? I cannot see. I just took that mop. I was like, all right, we're just going to keep moving. <laughs> That's something. But, I don't know. But, but you know what? When I think about it, you did the job the best that you could. And that's what's important. That's yeah. that, that's wonderful. Um, as you being a, you know, you said, uh, you, you know, that you are a mother and you were uh, there in the time that, you know, as the, you started to get more blind and it started to progress. Uh, how was it raising your son? Because I know that can be hard being a mother and trying to raise a child. Yeah, it was it was pretty difficult. Um, I have well, he was my boyfriend back then, but my husband, um, I had him, so that was great. Um, but there were definitely challenges. Um, my family had to really help my son understand, like you can't leave toys on the floor because I would, you know, trip over things. Um, we also had a husky for a little while, um, and we realized like that can't work. I cannot see enough. Um, I was tripping over. <laughs> tripping over the dog, like he was, he was tearing me up. So, um, you know, we've had to adjust over the years, but my son is very knowledgeable that I have 
um, challenges. I'm not gonna say limitations because I don't think anything's gonna limit me, but I do think they are challenges. Um, and so he's aware of that. Um, my family knows like there and because of my condition too and i didn't really say it very it, it fluctuates so i can be able to see good today and then a week from now not even be able to see people's faces because it's okay. just a chronic condition that flares and so um you know we try to keep communication open even when he was young to say hey mommy can't see this you know you got to help mommy out um okay. and we've just we just had a great team so it like i said it was it was a village but keeping that communication open, telling him honestly, you know, what's going on. Sometimes he's a little extra. He's like, my mom can't see. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> it's not that serious. But, um, but sometimes, you know, I do need help. And I'll be like, hey, you yeah. know, like if a glass breaks, can you look and see, is there any more glass on the floor? Don't touch it. Mm -hmm. Just tell me, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and now he's, he's, he's awesome. He's a rock star. He's 11. So he's, he's, he's as big as me now. He's super tall. <laughs> so he's a, he's a great yeah. helper. Yeah. He's a great helper um and and we we, we do this together. yes okay. yeah. yes well uh, so you sorry sorry to cut you off no no I know you mentioned, uh your husband let's put some respect on the title yeah. <laughs> your husband uh how is how was you know being married like for any couples out there struggling with you know being legally blind and you know might not have a spouse with the same condition. How was that? Or what could you say about that? Look, he might see this, but I'm gonna be honest, that was probably, and is probably still the hardest part. Mm -hmm. um, because, especially because again, my vision fluctuates. It's hard because he doesn't know what my eyes are going to be like from day to day. Um, and he yeah. works. He's a full time worker. He's a provider. And there have been times when he just doesn't understand um, my condition can cause pain. And so I'll have migraines or I will have like when I had surgery, you know, I was like, I can't see anything. And he's like, OK, well, I work. <laughs> Who's going to help you? And, you know, yeah. we have to kind of figure it out as we go. I think that for any couple who has um, someone that is differently able that they're dealing with, I think the best the advice the best advice I could give you is just kind of be open to listening um, and not yeah, making yeah. assumptions. Um, I feel like most of us are not lazy, but there are times when we may have things happening to our bodies that you can't see. And I think that that's something mm -hmm. that I have to express like, hey, <laughs> it hurts, yeah, you know, because yeah. my eye condition is only part of it. It actually affects my whole body. And so, you know, mm -hmm. it may hurt. And I'm like, well, I'm not being lazy. The laundry didn't get done because I'm in pain and I needed to lay yeah. down um, and just being honest. And it's OK. Like there are going to be days where your spouse is going to be upset because they've worked all day and they're going to mm -hmm. come home and you're going to be on the couch <laughs> and they're going to yeah. be like, uh, um, and, you know, you just got to give each other grace because you're yeah. human and you're going to feel human emotions. Yeah. Um, and we're, you know, we're not always perfect. We still have discussions every day. I'm like, dude, if you ask me to sweep this floor one more time, you know, I can't see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, it, and it just, it gets like that sometimes, but um, we've been together for now like 11 years. So he gets, he gets that, you know, I have this condition and he kind of rolls with the punches, but I am aware that, like I said, he can't, he does, he's not in my body. He can't see it. And sometimes I have to send him mm. like text messages. I'm like having a bad day. <laughs> Give him a little warning before he gets home. Um, because sometimes, you know, when you have a chronic condition, you get upset, right? Like you go through the, yeah. the initial stages of grief, but then things come up and you get frustrated. Like, dang, why, you know, why is this happening today? This, this task was really hard for me. Like, oh, I'm mad. And then they get home and they might say one thing to you and you're just like, rawr <laughs> to them. Yeah. Um, 
And so I've learned to just kind of send him a message sometimes like I'm upset or, hey, bring me mm -hmm. ice cream tonight. And he knows ice cream <laughs> or like carbs. He's like, oh, she's upset. <laughs> that is so great. And you're not a traditional woman. Like you have so many things on your plate on top of, you know, having a bad migraine. So that's amazing. Like I can't, I applaud you so hard. And so I can't imagine. I'm not doing the laundry and I have no disability <laughs> and my business hasn't been running. <laughs> I have yeah. no <laughs> some, days, some days that's real too. I'm like, I'm not doing yeah. it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah, it's okay that we okay. don't feel like doing it because, you know, you're not feeling well, you know, no one is expected to do something. I mean, I know some people do it while they're sick, but, you know, if, yeah. you know, you're just having a bad day and it's okay to be able to sit back and be like, hey, I can't do it today. Yeah, no. I give myself uh, an allowance. I call them pity parties um, where sometimes life just gets really hard and mm. I will allow myself a certain amount of time to be sad for myself. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I throw myself a pity party. Sometimes I'll even tell my husband like, hey, I'm about to have a pity party. He probably thinks I'm crazy. But if I need <laughs> to cry, if I need to be upset, if I need yeah. to scream, because I'm telling you, things come up now. I've, I've learned to be resourceful and to kind of figure out how to work, do workarounds. But sometimes initially a new task will come my way and I won't know how to do it. And I will be frustrated like, oh, uh, or, mm. you know, maybe I did something like I remember the first time I made a website, I was about in tears because the, the, the website platform wouldn't expand and none of my apps would work. And so I was just like, I cannot see this. And I just, you know, sometimes you just got to have a nice little cry, get that out. And so I yeah. said, hey, I was like, hey, I'm going to give myself 24 hours. I'm going to cry this out. And then tomorrow I'm going to rock it out. Like, that's just how it's going to be. And that's mm -hmm. what I do. I love that mentality. I think that that is so right what you say, because I, we need the, you know, when we hold so much in because life is hard, you know, we get frustrated and then, you know, we have those days, like you said, and so those days, we need to have those days so we can recover and be like, you know what, this is another day. I'm going to rock out the next day, you know, <laughs> you have to, because if not, you'll just get bogged down by the emotions. Um, because even if you don't have a disability, sometimes you just have a really bad day. Um, and sometimes mm -hmm. it's okay to feel bad, like feel upset. Like, I don't think anyone should constantly be trying to make themselves not feel the feelings. Like some days you're yeah. sad, some days you're hurt, some days you're disappointed, some days you're mad, yeah. you're angry. Okay. Be there. Feel those feelings and then decide that you're going to have a better day. Even this week, I had a rough day and I said, I said to my, my mentors, I said, all right, tomorrow I'm going to have a really great day. <laughs> I'm going to have a great day. And I did. Yeah. I rocked it out, uh, made some sales, got some work done. And I was like, all right, cool. We're back on track. Like, we're good now. That is great. That is great. Always rocking it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, besides, you know, when I had asked you about your son, is there any other obstacles in your life that you can uh, give like an example to um, anyone that, you know, that has this same familiar condition as you or any obstacle that you felt that you couldn't overcome at that moment. Yeah. So I'm still dealing with one obstacle um, that I'm still, I'm still figuring out Hello? Um, and that's, and that's solo yeah. traveling. Um, I was inspired. I like TikTok and I went on TikTok and there was a girl who was in blind school and she was like, they went to Disney and she traveled alone. And I was wow. like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I don't know if I can travel alone. I was like, well, I'm gonna do it. 
<laughs> Yo, I had my assistant book the flight. I had her set up um, like A to like get me from place point A to point B. I live uh-huh. in Virginia. I was trying to get to Chicago. On the way there was not too bad. You know, I was like, all right. I was a little nervous. Heart was palpitating because I was like, I cannot, you know, I couldn't see the signs, but it was okay. Now, we didn't think about the fact that I was going to have to get from the hotel to the airport, check my bags, get to the plane. And then I had a layover in New York. (laughs) When I tell you the Uber dropped me off and was like, oh, it's over there. He hit the fake, like, it's over there. Oh, man. Oh, no. Yes. Some guy checked my bag, but then charged me to do it. And then somebody else charged me to walk me to my gate. And yes, I paid to walk my gate. And then I got on the plane. Something was wrong with the plane. So they had to get us off. And so it was just a mess because I couldn't like, I was just so confused. Then when I got to good old New York, was it LaGuardia Airport? It's it's big. Um, They lost me. (laughs) They put me at a gate. The gate changed. I was like, where am I supposed to be? My sister's like, hey, um, you know, how you doing? I was like, something's up. She was like, she checked in and was like, oh, it looks like your gate changed. I was like, there's nobody here. <laughs> like, I don't know how to get to the next one. And so then she had to do something. Somebody came, they moved me. But then I realized I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. Oh I was like, goodness. I was like, I have to use the bathroom. And so literally I got up, I found the bathroom and the thing, and I'm just going to do a little caveat here. If you see blind people, remember we can hear because I went to the bathroom I remembered like where it was and when I tried to go I almost went like to the men's bathroom and I kind of corrected myself this lady looked at her daughter and was like oh she's doing such a good job I was like really <laughs> like really like today is not the day ma'am but I just kept yeah. going um wow. I then I went to try to get food and so I can see some so I saw the name of the restaurant and I was like okay well I'm gonna because I couldn't go far because I, I couldn't remember how to get back so this was like the only restaurant that I was gonna be able to walk to in the airport so I looked at my phone I have apps on my phone and I googled that restaurant so that I could see the menu because I couldn't see it on the board and I was like okay people are rushing you know they have flights I need to hurry up so I figured out what I wanted I get up there and she's like we don't have that we don't have that we only got what's on the board I was like well ma'am I can't see I ended up getting some sandwich that I never would eat. It was just disgusting because I was like, well, whatever, you just give me something. And then I was like, can I get a drink? And she was like, she tried to tell me drinks. And I was like, okay, I don't drink that. But just I ended up with a cold coffee and a a cold sandwich with like tomatoes. It was disgusting. And by the time I got home, guys, I just cried. (laughs) I just cried. It was it was awful. And I still would like to try again. Um, now I've learned some things that will help me, but I tell you what, it was, it was hard. It's, it's hard because in order for you to find ways to get around your, your disability, your differences, you got to try things and and some things aren't going to work. Like that was my first time. It was a, I made it back. So I guess it wasn't a fail, but it definitely wasn't like a five-star success. Um, but hopefully one day I'll be able to come back up here and be like, guess what? I went to, you know, wherever by myself. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. but it's still a challenge that, um, I'm dealing with. And I think it's okay to say that we're still in progress. Hmm. Yeah. And I can imagine at the moment how frustrated and it it could be annoying, like, especially when, when you mentioned like, Oh, you know, somebody was charging me for this or just to even walk you to your gate. They were charging you for that. Like there, you know, there's, I don't understand people. I mean, we can't control other people who they are and what they do, but 
could have at least been nice. Why pay somebody just to walk you somewhere? That's just ridiculous. It's just, I cannot. Yeah, and there were some nice people. I'm not, everybody wasn't bad. There were some nice people. The people, some people willed me around between different things uh, because for some reason, if you're legally blind, they want to will you in wheelchairs, but whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but some people mm -hmm. were super nice. And when I was in different destinations, so when I was in Chicago, people were really supportive and helpful in the hotel, um, all kind of things. So it wasn't a horrible experience. I think for me, it was just overwhelming because in that moment, when I was sitting in the airport, like, lost, hungry, having to use the bathroom. Like I was literally holding back tears because like, who wants to be just crying in the middle of an airport? Um, and so when I got home, like I said, I just kind of just let all those emotions out. I just yeah. cried a blizzard of tears and I, I went to sleep for like 24 hours. I was just that mentally and physically exhausted. Um, but like yeah. I said, now I've had time to like think about it and reflect and I would try it again. I would, I would just have to maybe have a shorter trip, less layover and you know, put some things in place to kind of make sure I felt safe, maybe pack some food because exactly. I found out now you can take some food with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. So, yeah, you know, just just, you know, better prepare. But that's just, you know, that's life. You know, being an adult, you try things. You're not going to mm -hmm. be an expert, you know, the first time you do anything. Yeah, true indeed. True indeed. So, Corey, you know, with everything that you've overcome and everything that you're doing now in your life, um, who motivates you, inspires you to keep pushing? That would definitely have to be my son. Um, I really want him. And, and really, my son is the main focus, but also just people in general. I want everybody to know that you can live life on your own terms and you can do whatever your heart is set out to do. Um, we all have gifts, right? Some of you may not have realized what your gift is. Some of you may not be acting on your gift, but everybody has a gift that makes them special. And my hope for anybody that I ever come in contact with, the people even that I don't, is that you find that thing and you go after it because life is short and you need to be living a fulfilled life where you are doing the thing that brings you joy every day. And for my son, like he's very, he's a gifted kid. Um, look, if you're in the, the, the education space, you know what that means. <laughs> it sounds cute, yeah. but there's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, he's yeah. a gifted kid. And so I know he has his own set of challenges. But for me as a mom, I'm constantly expressing to him how amazing those differences make him and the capabilities of those differences. I was like, dude, you are capable of some real cool stuff. Now, yes, we still have to be, and everybody, we have to be realistic. We all have weaknesses as well that we have to work on but boy those differences that we have set us apart in some amazing ways and so that's what i aim to to show him and that's what motivates me every day because if i lead by example he'll have no excuse but to say like hey my mom did it so i know i can do it this knocked me down but hey my mom did work you know had, went through worse so i know i can overcome this and so i do that every day just look at him and say you know what i'm gonna show him like anything is possible yeah you do <laughs> I like that. I like that. And you really do. I like that. And I'm sure you inspire him too. Trust me. Oh yeah, he's he's awesome. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> You'll keep him. You'll keep him. Yes, definitely. Honestly, I have one question about the uh, your business. I mm -hmm. Um. So the website is on the screen. But so let's say I am a small business owner. What exactly would I go to you for help with? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I can help you with a lot. Um, so our business helps people um, in two ways. We have our done with you coaching. So for those of you that need to learn 
the whole idea of being an entrepreneur. You need to understand like who your target audience is, what products and services you want to sell, and then how to market and actually sell those products. We do that through our coaching programs. Um, and then on the other side, for those of you who maybe have already started or have a little bit more to invest in done for you services, we also yeah. have our marketing side. So we build websites, logos, landing pages. Um, we edit videos. We do social media management. Like now I know what we do, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We, do, we do all the things. We're a one-stop shop for small business owners. And because, it, like I said earlier in my story, I didn't have money when I first started. Our aim mm -hmm. is to have the most affordable prices in the world um, to support you guys. Um, because I never want people to have to choose between their passion and their rent. And so all of our all of our packages and our products are made to be as affordable as possible to get you where you want to be so that you can live the life of your dreams. Well, then I might have to come see you because the rent <laughs> wins every time here. <laughs> the yes. rent wins every time. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, can you also tell us where uh, where else we can also find you besides just on your website? Yeah, so definitely first check out the website because on the website, we have a free 90-day uh, visibility challenge there. Anybody can get it. You don't have to talk to me to get it. There's no any you know anything involved, um, but it'll give you some 90 days of action items to do to bring um, engagement to your business. And it also gives you eight plus hours of free trainings um, from entrepreneurs all over the world. Uh, so definitely check that out. But outside of that, um, you can look up me, Corey Fonville Foster, or IROC Marketable Business Solutions on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, TikTok. <laughs> we're everywhere. Uh, so like we're everywhere out here in these streets. So definitely check us out. Um, I look out. You can slide in my DM. We can have a conversation uh, for sure. We reply. Me and my team are really great about making sure we get to everyone in a very timely manner. So I'm excited. If any of your people are listening, definitely hit me up and let's yeah. do business. Awesome. Um, I definitely love your your energy. Yeah. Your story is amazing. I love how you just like kept pushing despite yeah. the struggle, despite, you know, uh, being with your disability and just being you're just a woman of many hats, which was mentioned probably many times throughout, yeah. the, throughout you know, you speaking. Um, but it is, uh, I applaud you for what you continue to do and what you're doing for others and helping them grow their business as well. Yes. Um, thank you, you know, for coming on and speaking your testimony. Um, so we have a question we ask all our guest speakers. What makes you uncommon? What makes me uncommon? Woo. <laughs> You know what? I think the thing that makes me uncommon that I hear from from everybody is this idea that I just refuse to give up. Um, life is going to keep lifing to me. Um, there are, gonna, you know, like even with my, my condition, they don't know how long I'll have sight. They don't know what the future holds for me. Um, even with business, I'm in a weird, weird industry that is changing every single day. Social media is changing. Marketing is changing. Um, and so, yeah, even with that, I I just know, like, I'm not going to stop. Right. I'm just I'm not. Um, no matter what happens, I'm not I'm not uh, <laughs> calling out the universe. Don't get me. But I, but I'm not going to I'm not going to stop because I know that there is something that I want on the other side. And I know that every day that I let things stop me is a day that I can't help somebody else. And so I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, yeah, you know, that's, that's the truth for everybody. I always tell people that that's the truth. Just like if you guys didn't have this podcast, people who needed to hear this story wouldn't hear it. So, yeah. you know, that's why I keep going. It's like, yeah, I need to be here 
in whatever capacity I can to support people who need what I have to offer. Um, so that that's what makes me uncommon is I'm just I'm unstoppable. <laughs> that is dope. That is so dope. That is so dope. I want to check out the audience. See what they got going on. We got some really positive comments today. Yes. Hi, Anissa. How you doing? <laughs> then we have Tyrone Ricks. He says, 10 of life is tune in. And he also Hi. said... That's hi. Hi, Tyrone. Hi, Tyrone. <laughs> and we have Joan Andrew Ramadan. This is a really great encouraging. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Last but not least, <laughs> what is it? Breon, I believe. He said he's kicking it with the queen. He definitely <laughs> <Yay>. is. <laughs> I hope we didn't butcher your, your name. I apologize for that. So thank you again, um, yes. Corey, for speaking on your story and just being the dope woman that you yeah. are. And like you said, you are unstoppable and you definitely are That's unstoppable. Great. And thank you again for uh, coming on here. Thank you for everyone for tuning in this evening. Yes. And um, I want to speak on our uh Business proposal, if you or anyone um, is looking to grow your business, um, Common Women here is here to help you grow your business. So uh, you can you can uh, email us at uncommonwomen.com. Yes. Now. I'm sorry about that. Uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and again, if you or anyone is uh, also looking to come on our platform yes. and want to speak on your testimony, you can also uh, come on the screen uh, with our email there again. And make sure you check out Motivational Mondays with Tyra, yes. our goal guru here. Coming in uh, <laughs> and again, uh, make sure you tune in next Thursday uh, for another powerful testimony. And everyone... Stay on common. Bye.